Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach, and I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast where we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things, which is trusting our intuition with Stacey Nealon. I am very, very excited to get into this podcast episode. Of course, I'm always excited to get into the podcast episodes. I will say what's really cool is in the second year of my podcast, so I started at the end of 2019, so really 2020 was my first full year in podcasting. I have connected with so many amazing people since I've done the podcast for over a year now. I love having the opportunity to connect with people outside of my circle. And Stacy was one of those people who found me through the podcast and said, I would love to be a guest. We did our pre podcast interview and I realized that Stacy was actually the ideal guest for the podcast. So if you're listening right now and you're thinking about, you know, maybe I would be a good guest for the podcast. I invite you to visit uh, my calendar just to book a time for us to connect. So you can also find me on all the socials and that's how most people do it. They'll send me a message. They'll send me a, you know, direct message on Instagram or Facebook, or even an email through my website, which is wakeupwithgratitude.com. However, if you want to just set up a time to connect you can reach me through my Calendly link. So that's calendly.com and it's a forward slash Julie C M Boyer, which is my name, Julie C M and then B O Y E R. And you can just choose to connect and consult through that link. Now, if you're not looking to connect about the podcast, that's okay. We can still connect and consult and I'll find some time for you. You know, as an intuitive business and health coach, a lot of my time is spent doing free consultations and connections with my clients. For those that are curious about how it works, if you want to work with me as a coach, I have a really different model when it comes to coaching. I really focus on one-on-one and doing an intensive session or two to get through a block or to add a new habit or strategy or move forward in your business. Maybe you're feeling stuck or maybe you need that time for some nutritional and lifestyle counseling. So I always uh, offer you know a consultation for free, as most coaches do. And like I said, you can schedule that through calendly.com forward slash Julie Samboye. Or if you're excited and want to be on the podcast, maybe you never know. We could be really aligned, and I'd love to have you on the podcast. All right, friends. So I... Just am so excited to bring on this week's guest. Have you come out of the spiritual closet yet? Stacey Nealon had the courage to do that years ago, before it was mainstream. She's been in business for over 14 years and is trained as a family therapist, Reiki master, RMT, and an intuitive healer who uses a mind, body, and spirit approach to healing. 
we talk about overcoming crippling anxiety and trauma and the importance of grounding and gratitude as we heal. Stacy's personal experiences help her to serve her clients in an authentic and empathetic way. Please help me welcome Stacy Nealon. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming uh, a new friend, fellow Canadian to the podcast. Good morning, Stacey. Good morning, Julie. I'm so excited uh, to be doing this podcast with you. Uh, Stacey Nealon is a family therapist, Reiki master, and an intuitive, which I'm super excited to chat more about. She's been in business for 14 years, and what I love about Stacey's work is that she understands that when we're healing from trauma and we're healing with, from mental illness and, and dealing with it is it's not just about the skills that we need or the tools and the tactics. It's really understanding uh, how trauma lives in our body, how we move it through our tissues and all of these things. And I know she has a really powerful story of how she overcame her own anxiety and panic attacks. And I'm just really interested to connect with Stacey. Uh, we actually met through Instagram. I love it. I meet so many amazing people through Instagram. And, uh, you know, Stacey reached out and then we just had this intuitive connection. And I was like, yeah, let's have this conversation. So she is right now we're recording this. Stacy is in the deep freeze uh, in the rest of Canada while uh, we have our cherry blossoms on Vancouver Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It's cold today too. But uh, I'm excited, Stacy, for you to just tell us a little bit about just the story about, you know, how you grew up. Like, were you a, a, an anxious child? Is that where that came from? Or did this sort of develop later in life? Sure. Yeah. So anxiety was always playing in the background of my life. I was always an anxious child, a sensitive child, um, an intuitive child, but I don't think I had the skills or the whereabouts to know how to filter what was mine, what was others, what was spirit. Um, so it led to a lot of confusion um, for me as a child. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that today we're starting to really understand, like, I didn't even know what a highly sensitive child was until uh, like a couple of years ago. And then I was like, oh, that's my child. And then also I actually, you know, that when I look at what it is for an adult, that's a lot of the things that I express. And um, I only really discovered actually a couple of years ago that I'm an introvert and people were like shocked. They're like, you know, there's no way you're an introvert. You love to speak on stage. I'm like, yeah, but every time I speak, I need, to, I like, I need to go back to the hotel room after and be alone mm -hmm. for like the, till the next day kind of thing to just re recoup and re and, you know, get back to myself. So, um, so growing up, you know, you really didn't have the support that you needed to feel this way. Um, how did that sort of manifest in the way that you, you know, you, you connected with people, uh, through school, through friendships? Yeah. So the intuitive aspect was something I kept to myself for a lot of years. Um, I think the first time I spoke to it was to my mom because her father had passed and uh, he started coming to me in my dreams and in, in my visions. And she was able to confirm a lot of what I was picking up about him that I didn't know because I didn't know my grandfather very well. And so that was my first opening and being comfortable 
talking about it. But I felt like I lived this double life. I was one person with my circle of friends growing up. And then I had this very rich inner world um, of intuition, um, where I always felt presence around me. And when I got into, you know, early 20s, um, anxiety really took presence in my life. It was 24 seven, I was constantly running on adrenaline and it was very difficult. And so for me, I felt this natural pull to explore my intuitive world because I felt there may be some answers there. And so I found a good Reiki teacher who took me on and I began that learning process. And that helped immediately because I was able to go, oh, I'm picking up all this noise in my head, but actually I can learn to put some of it out because it doesn't belong to me. It's like being a really tuned in radio. You're just picking up all, all the frequency. Um, so that was the beginning of it. And I started to build some confidence in my in my talent with it and really thought, okay, well, I'm going to just start giving readings for people, card readings. And that's where I started. And I know you and I had talked about earlier, it was like this intuitive coming out of the closet. Like I almost felt embarrassed or shy to talk about it with family and friends. I think intuition, maybe less so now, but back then um, got this kind of reputation of you have your crystal ball and you have your neon sign out front and it's very for entertainment only. Um, but I knew the deeper truth of what it was for me. And so it was a real process of putting myself out there more and more and um, helping others while, while doing that. So uh, you studied with your Reiki master, then you eventually became a Reiki master yourself. And yep. then what was it that sort of guided you to become then a family therapist? Because you already had a number of great tools to help people. And so yes. why did to actually become a family therapist? Yeah, great question. So the intuitive realm was, um, and working with that with people was really successful for me. However, there was this piece missing. And actually, before I went into therapy, I went to the next step, which was body work. So I did the energetic component, then I became a registered massage therapist, I became a reflexologist, because I started to piece together they're not just holding this energetically. Our issues live in our tissues. People will come in and someone can be a literal pain in your neck and they will come in with the same reoccurring issue and I work it out and then I go, what's going on? What's going deeper? And it's not until we address both the physical body and the energetic, were they able to release their chronic pain? Mm -hmm. And from there was the third step. And that step of therapy happened from my own journey and self-discovery. Um, I was misdiagnosed with an anxiety disorder for years. And it wasn't until a big tragic event in my own life that woke me up and realized, oh, it's actually PTSD. It's trauma that I deal with. And from there I went, oh, so it's not just a cognitive thing. This lives in my body and my cells and my nervous system. And the reason I decide to go into therapy is because I think a lot of traditional therapy just deals with the cognitive, the thinking mind. And although part of that is helpful, trauma lives in the body, in the cells, in the nervous system, in our energy field. So I really honestly like to combine body, mind, 
and spirit into my healing because I think all are necessary. And it made me feel empowered to go, I can be in my body and feel my body again. And it was like I was this walking encyclopedia. I'd read every book. I'd gone to every workshop. I felt like such an imposter because I couldn't heal. And then I realized it doesn't matter how much knowledge I have in here unless it's embodied. And this has been my journey the past few years is learning to calm down into my body and to heal and release that trauma from my tissues. And so that's my hope going forward, working with clients, the ones that think I'm smart, but there's obviously something I'm not getting. This is where we go. It goes through the whole body and the energy field. And that's why we want to work on a holistic level. This is all so new. You know, it really is this understanding of how, you know, we hold our trauma in our tissues. Um, I was introduced to an interesting book called The Body Knows the Score. I don't One know. of my favorite books. It's on my nightstand as we speak. <laughs> I had a feeling that you were studying this because yeah. it does deal with PTSD and how really this first understanding of trauma living in the body and moving the moving it through our body and taking these parts and putting them together in a practice, I think is definitely what we need, especially after the collective trauma that this past year has been. And to be frank, I, I don't think we're out of the worst of it. I think it's still going to be very difficult before I don't know that we're the word normal. I think, you know, you and I would, would probably agree that normal doesn't really mean anything because who is normal, right? Like we all have our own quirks Absolutely. and ways of living and being, but going back to a life where we feel like we have more freedom to move and to live the way that we would choose to and feel safe and honored. So this kind of work, I, I think one of the reasons I'm having more and more people on the podcast that are speaking about these different modalities of healing is because right now, people are crying out for healing. So what does that look like for you right now? Like, do you find that your, your business is really overwhelmed with clients and people in need? I really have like a, I'm very curious to know how someone like you, who's helping so many people right now, like, how is that going for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good question. First, I just want to touch what you said about normal and there's no normal. And I agree with that. And that's why I decide to get into therapy is because we can't fit in one checkoff box of treatment. You know, we're not robots. So we are layered and we are complex. So that's why we need more than one modality, I believe, for a lot of issues. Um, what I'm noticing. And so this is interesting. This is a pattern that I've seen with other fellow intuitives about three to four years ago, we all had this huge dark night of the soul. Like I, four years ago, um, I lost someone suddenly who is so extremely important to me, like a soulmate. And it put me on this really dark path. And I was struggling to find my way out of that. And it's so interesting because at that time, I had fellow light workers going through the same thing. And I kept getting this message in the background, you're doing the work now so you can show up for others later. Mm. And I didn't fully make that connection, what that meant. And although, don't get me wrong, COVID's been a struggle for me as well, you know, with 
kids and with work and with all of it, isolation, but I feel very grounded. And I understand now it's because I had to do a big clean out so I could be here and be present for people right now. And I think what happened to me four years ago is happening to a lot of people right now. It's like COVID has forced us to slow down and the issues that we were able to avoid being so busy and living our normal lives have now really starting to come to the surface. We'll be right back to the episode after a quick word from our product partner, USANA Health Sciences. Friends, when you think about self-love, do you think about taking care of your body? And I don't just mean taking care of your body from the outside in. I mean taking care of your body from the inside out, right down to giving your cells the love that they need to keep you healthy, strong, and vibrant. There has never been a more important time for us to take care of our immune system than the times we live in right now. I want to share with you some of my favorite products from our product partner, USANA Health Sciences, that help to support a healthy immune system. First, let's talk about vitamin D. Did you know that vitamin D acts as a hormone and influences over 800 processes in our body? It is one of the most important vitamins that we need to take. And the reason that you'll want to choose to order from my USANA shop is that USANA products are pharmaceutical grade and they're manufactured in an FDA approved facility. What that means for you as a consumer is that what's on the label is in the bottle every single time. So you're getting the highest quality products when you choose to invest in your health. The next thing I want to mention is vitamin C. Now, vitamin C is something that we know we have to get from our food or from a supplement because it's not manufactured in our bodies. And it's well known that vitamin C, of course, helps with immune function and support. USANA does this through several different products. In Canada, we have a product called Poly-C, which is a patented blend of different vitamin Cs that allows the product to last longer in your body. And in the U.S., it's sold as a great product called Booster C600, which includes the Poly-C, Echinacea, Zinc, and Elderberry, and comes in a beautiful powdered form. I've been using these products for myself and my family for over 15 years. So if you're ready to trust your health to USANA and these amazing supplements, please visit bit.ly slash healthy pandemic life. That's bit.ly slash healthy pandemic life. Now that we've taken care of our immune system, let's get back to the podcast. Well, first, my friend, I honor and, you know, feel for you in your tragic loss. Thank you. And I, I have that sense of how, yeah, when we go through something very tragic, um, at the time, nobody's thinking about like, what is this leading to later? We're not but with time and reflection and space. Some of the really, the most difficult things that we ever have been through become our greatest teachers in the best way we can serve. And, you know, I look back at 2020 and we went through, we went through a lot of family trauma and I made some decisions to, um, you know how we have generational traumas and, and ways yes. of being, I made a decision to stop that in my family. Um, with, and there were consequences to that for sure. Yes. But I will still say that 2020 was not the hardest year that we've been through as a family. 
Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, we went through trauma uh, many years ago at the end of 2014 was the hardest for mm-hmm. us. And those who have been around the podcast for a while know that in 2014 was when I had my second uh, miscarriage and ended up in the hospital with a life-threatening bacterial infection and almost lost my life. So, and that year had been so hard for our family already before this like really big trauma that happened to our family and myself. And so I think like you, I see that as like the beginning of a journey of of being there, being able to be there for other people um, and to understand and hold space for other people's traumas without feeling it, right? That's a big one too, is like this ability to not feel others, right? That empathy, that empath part of, of who we are. So absolutely. And I think there always has to be this balance. And I think that's what doing body work and therapy had taught me was I was so in the energetic world, but there's an aspect of that you have to be rooted and grounded in yourself at the same time to allow that boundary of I can be empathetic and I can hold space for you, but I don't have to take on your pain. And that's so important because people in the helping field, burnout is very high um, because we don't know how to really be grounded in our bodies to go what is separate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I agree with you so much. I, I've gotten a lot of messages from, I do, uh, I work with a set of Oracle cards that I just love and, you know, I will get that reminder, get grounded. I'll pull that card and it's like, yep. Haven't been down to the ocean today. Haven't touched a tree. Like just the little things that whether you're an empath or an intuitive or not, we all need that, that feeling of like, it's a feeling of safety, right? It's a feeling of being uh, protected because you're part of a whole and a collective. And I love how you've mentioned that many times is that feeling of getting grounded. So if you're listening and you're not really sure what that means to get grounded, what, uh, what would you tell someone to do if they're like, okay, that I think I might need that, but I don't really know what I need to do. And it's minus 40 outside. So maybe I'm not going outside. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with you, you know, walking my dogs is the quickest way I get grounded just being around trees and nature. Um, but all of our paws are too cold to go outside today. Right. And so when people ask to be grounded, how I explain it is most people are walking around like walking heads. They are totally in their own world, own thinking process, and that's their reality. And it's like, we almost forget we have a body unless our body's in pain. When our body's in pain, our attention comes to the body. But it's important to feel our body when we feel well, too. And so the quickest way to get grounded is to get our senses online, looking around the room. What are five things I see? How many things can I hear at once? touch is so important. What does my skin feel like? How does my legs feel connected to this chair? Because how our brain works is we can't be fully present in our body and in our thinking mind at the same time. So if we start looking around and bring our senses online, our body gets the message of, oh, we must be really safe right now. Because if we weren't, she wouldn't be looking around the room and hearing different sounds. She's relaxed. And as soon as our brain gets that, it switches and we get grounded into our body. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. It's that switch from the sympathetic fight or flight to parasympathetic, which is where we do digestion and rest and all the things that our body needs to do. So just, yeah, that actually was really good. I 
it's interesting. I hadn't even thought of that as a, a way to ground. So I'm glad you brought that up because for me, grounding always involves getting outside, touching the earth. But it is true that sometimes we need to be grounded and we can't physically get outside. And it's like, where do we tap in? And that's a gratitude practice at the same time, right? The stop, be present and look around the room, five things that you're taking for granted Mm -hmm. that other people like would be life-changing. I mean, just even looking, I mean, I have a camera, I have a light, I have a microphone, I have a computer. Those four things, like the majority of people do not have access to even one of those things. So, and am I taking it for granted? Maybe sometimes. Yeah. So that's so, that was so helpful. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Okay. I have a a question that you posed on Instagram because (laughs) I want to ask you about this because I thought, what a powerful question. So you said, when did you sign a contract to suffer? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> My own wisdom coming right back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. Yes. When did you sign a contract to suffer? That is something I like to bring up. I call it a seed question. I like to plant it and, you know, let it percolate for people. When did I sign a contract to suffer? And that often comes up when we talk about our interpersonal relationships with boundaries, when we kind of become the martyr, when we feel we have to, we owe, we're obligated So, and if you feel that you're suffering in that, it's like, when did I sign this contract? And that really just gets you into this outside view of, oh, well, I would never sign a contract to suffer. You know, pain, pain is inevitable. And I always feel if I'm going to feel pain anyways, I'm going to make something out of it because if not, it's wasted pain. Right. But Mm -hmm. suffering is different. Suffering is going, I'm agreeing to this narrative that I signed up for this kind of life. And I, I like that question as a seed question to turn people around to, well, what's the opposite of suffering? It's freedom. It's gratitude. It's joy. It's my own autonomy, my own agency and getting us back in our power, especially as women we really want to be invited into coming back into our own power and going, yeah, I don't want to sign any more contracts of suffering. I think we need to really pause there for a moment and just that that perspective of looking at where have we signed these invisible contracts in our lives yes. and that we have choices. And that was, it, it spoke to me because that is kind of what we were going through last year. And it's interesting because I, I write in a gratitude journal every night. And I also, for a really long time, I was drawing a card from my Oracle deck every day before bed. And I would ask a question uh, to, you know, as before I would draw the card, I would write the question down and then write the card that was the answer that was shared with me at that time. And last night, for some reason, because I pulled a card for new moon, And because I like now I do it for sure. Full moon, new moon, and every Sunday are the days that I always pull a card before bed. And I looked back at some of the things that I'd written. And, you know, I remember I looked back at a day and the question I had asked was help us. Mm. Right? Like I would 100% had signed the contract to suffer. And I had this like memory. I can actually feel that the day in my body. I didn't, I knew exactly what day that was. And I just like felt it in my body. And so 
Stacey, I just hope that someone who is listening right now, like this question is the seed question that they need to hear today. So thank you. We've really got to make sure we're following you on Instagram because you do ask some really awesome questions. So we'll make sure um, you can share all that at the end, but please follow Stacey on Instagram for these kind of great questions to ask. So, Mm -hmm. all right, my friend, (sighs) let's take a breath and let's shift to something that I'm excited to talk about, which is gratitude. So yes. you, you, we briefly spoke about this, but I want to hear more about gratitude as a full body experience. What does that mean for you? Yes. So, so important. And I was so excited to talk to you about this with gratitude. So some of my darkest times where I was totally in my head, not in my body, not feeling connected to spirit. I was just running on fight or flight survival. I was desperate. I was grabbing for tools and I was like affirmations. I've always loved Louise Hay. I was getting into it. I was writing them on post-its, sticking them on my bathroom mirror. And I was affirming, affirming, affirming. And there was this disconnect. And it wasn't until time later when I invited myself and learned how to come back into my body, how to soothe my nervous system. I learned how to ground and not just live in survival. I tried affirmations again. And it was on another level because it wasn't just words I was saying. Now, when I say the affirmations, I feel them. I feel them in my heart, in my body. And it's a full body experience when you can learn to not only say the words of your gratitude, but feel it on a visceral level at the same time. I mean, that's alchemy. That's where the magic happens is when you can have a full body experience of gratitude. I, when I learned this, I think I had more tears of happiness in my days than ever before. It's such an enriching experience for every cell, every living cell in your body. And so I wish all those years ago when I was learning affirmation, somebody would have sat down and taught me, don't just say it, feel it on a physical deep level. (sighs) And I think that brings it back to what you said about grounding. Yes. Right? It's like first we ground and we become present in our body and get out of our head. And then we feel our affirmations of gratitude. Yes. Oh, yay. You just introduced a brand new practice for me and for so many. Stacey, we have so many amazing people that listen to the podcast and many of them are already practicing gratitude. And I love it when I have a guest who shares something that we haven't heard on the podcast before. And this is so simple, right? You share with us how to ground. And then we take the grounding and we share a gratitude affirmation and we just hold it in our body and our heart. So, oh, amazing. That is a beautiful way to wrap up our time together. Stacey, I mentioned that you're on Instagram. So let us know where do we find you? What's the best way to connect with you? Absolutely. So Instagram is my main platform. Uh, You can follow me at stacy.therapy on Instagram. And from there, you can obviously get my website and all my other contact information. And yeah, thank you, Julie, so much. This was so exciting. As I told you, this was my first time on a podcast. I wasn't sure, but I had told you before, 
I just want to let it flow and let intuition come into play and whatever needed to be heard from you and I today was going to happen. And I think we did really well at that. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. This was really wonderful to just talk about gratitude in different ways. I love that so much. And this understanding of, you know, that trauma and healing, it's really not just about one modality. There's so many ways. And I think that's what I value about what you're bringing to the podcast is that you have studied so many different ways and you're bringing them all together. And also a gift of COVID, of course, is that, you know, therapists are working all virtually now. So in the past, we might not, someone who heard you who lives in maybe in a different country would not be able to connect with you. And now they can. So what a beautiful gift that this time has brought to us. Uh, Thank you so much, Stacey, for being a guest on the podcast. And I'm just really grateful for this time. Me too. Thanks, Julie. Thanks for listening right to the end of the episode. Did you enjoy this episode? Did you find new ways to practice gratitude or were you inspired to get back to some of your favorite gratitude habits? It would mean so much to me if you would leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Every time you leave a review, it helps other people to get to know this podcast and be introduced to our community. I'd also like to thank Paul Tedeschini for the post-production audio on this podcast. Thanks for being here, friends. And as always, I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day.